Welcome to Never Better, a show that's never going to get any better. I am your inimitable, unenviable host, Spencer Harris. With me, as always, are two of the preeminent scientific minds of the information age. True. I refer, of course, to Michael Rios. That's me. And Craig Gray. Aloha. Ah, I see. Went across the pond. That's not, <laughs> that's not the pond. I am a 116th Samoan. Did you guys know that? Ooh. I, not only did I not know that, I still don't think I believe you. I've, well, been, I've been told a lot of uh, prove me these wrong. kinds of things by a lot of people. <laughs> Take that Elizabeth Warren DNA test. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, clams up all of a sudden. Got the joke. <laughs> now, in your positions as uh, respected pioneers in the geological sciences, I was hoping I could ask you both. What was up with the volcano in Tonga? Oh, well, Spencer, tectonic plates, tectonic plates are a motherfucker. Um, <laughs> it's pre- do, do you guys know if there's any like actual like um, like camera footage from it, or is it just a satellite? Um, there is some camera footage of. I guess there was a there was an underwater eruption. I guess they're both underwater eruptions, but there was an a, a, an eruption the day before the big one that is also big. Like it's terrifying to witness it's like you know Mm -hmm. huge ash clouds piling up in the sky lightning bolts coming out of them and volcanic that wasn't even like the the monster one uh but yeah i think about apocalyptic uh volcano eruptions at least once a week that sounds about right that's that that, i think i like that for you like growing up the history channel would air this one special like once every two weeks about yellowstone yeah and about how everybody was saying it's like any day now Yeah, they, the word overdue. Gets overdue, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, so this is all just borrowed time. Huh? Cool. <laughs> Living my life in the shadow of certain death. But aren't we all? So isn't uh, that area like known for volcanoes, though? Like, you know. Uh, I think they're in the ring of fire, right? There we go. In the Pacific. Yep. A war zone of volcanoes. Yeah, but that this was huge, though. Like, it. Like people heard the explosion in Alaska. Oh, so it's right. Um, I'm just looking at a map here. It's next to uh, Fiji. Really? Well, not next to Fiji, mm-hmm. but you know, it's <laughs> as far as like oceanic spans go. It's not that far from Fiji. <laughs> Pretty much next door neighbors. The uh, I'm going to whiff this pronunciation, but I, I was trying to look up how to pronounce the name of this volcano because I didn't want to mess it up. And I was like looking at news report after news report. Every single anchor has artfully dodged. Actually, saying the name of the volcano out loud. The Tongan volcano. Do they call it that? Do they say that? Or they say, like, uh, it, the volcano that erupted a couple <laughs> days ago? But nobody says, and I'm going to whiff this. I just Give told it a try. you. No one says the Hunga Tonga Hunga Haapai volcano. <laughs> and if you're tempted to laugh for any reason at that name, may I suggest that instead you look up the name of any British village? That's that's fair. Any at all. I'm talking Bachelor's Bump. <laughs> I'm talking Clap Hill, Golden Balls, Sandy Balls, Balls Green, Cat Holes, Cock Intake, Devil's Lap Full, <laughs> Horny Man, wait, Splat, wait, Stains. Wait, wait, did you say Cock Intake? Yes. Oh my. Those two words smushed together. It's in Staffordshire. Ah. I'm talking Horny Old Road. I'm talking Hole of Horkham, Bishop's Itchington. I hear that's lovely this time of year. Yeah, not as lovely as Licky End (laughs) or Nether Wallop or North Piddle or Piddle River or Over Pee Over or Spittle in the Street or Willie or Brown Willie or Winkle Street or Wide Open. So funny thing is, going back to the volcano thing. I'm not done, Michael. New Zealand ain't that far. I'm not talking. Bitchfield, <laughs> Shitlingthorpe, Shitterton, Shittington, Crapstone, Fanny Hands Lane, Titty Hill, Titty Ho. <laughs> Are they next to each other? Titty Ho and Titty Lane? Titty I Hill? hope so. I hope so. It would only make sense, right? To have a matched pair. I'm talking Six Mile Bottom, Happy Bottom, Scratchy Bottom, Jolly's Bottom, Broad Bottom, Ram's Bottom, Pratt's Bottom, Slack Bottom, Hole Bottom, Charles Bottom, Boggy Bottom, and Booty Lane. Booty Lane. God bless. Do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, 
you know, the people of Tonga are probably going through, you know, a real hardship right now. They are. I, I've, I'm not making light of them. I'm making light I, of I will say, because you're allowed to do that. I will say there's probably a small percentage of them that is a little relieved right now just because they've had their, <laughs> well, now they, it's over. They've had their big volcanic eruption, so they're not going to be due for another, you know, million years probably. Is that your Instapot going off, Spencer? That is my Instant Pot. I was trying to stay quiet until it was done. There well, we go. Painfully <laughs> keep warm for an hour. Those <laughs> things will beep for uh, like five beeps more than you think. It, when yeah, gonna stop. I was. I was like, was it four? Okay, no, five. Oh, we're still going. Well, it's got to stop at eight. No, it's like ten or something. I don't know. I stopped. I stopped oh wow, American Samoa is like right there. Yeah. So about funny that? thing is, all my life I thought New Zealand was next to like Finland and stuff. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 <laughs> not so. Quite the opposite, actually. If you drew a line straight from like New Zealand through the center of the Earth out the other side, it might get you into Finland. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if they heard it from Australia, if they heard it from Australia, I'd be like, "Oh, that was big." But come on, now. they heard it from Alaska. They heard it from Alaska. They said, uh, yeah. "They heard it from Alaska." People heard the eruption of the. Hunga Tonga Hunga Haapai Volcano. Gotta hope. What travels in Alaska? What travels faster, light or sound? Oh, come on, Michael. Michael you, you know, know the, answer, the to answer to that one. Sure. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and the answer is speed kills. That's right. <laughs> you know what? We'll just, uh, we'll come back next I week. don't think they heard it from Alaska. That's not true. People here, like, like when uh, they, Krakatoa erupted, they may have had the like sensors that like picked it up, but nobody was walking down the street in Anchorage or something, and they heard this volcano explode. No way. I think that's pretty much what happened. I don't think they heard it as though it were next door, but like they people heard like a like what the hell is that? Oh, just a volcano on the direct opposite side of Earth. Man, Krakatoa—that's a great name for a volcano. Isn't it? It's just so evocative. Evocative. Like, even Pompeii it's, is it Pompeii like, is like probably the most famous volcano, but Krakatoa, that's a volcano's volcano. <laughs> <laughs> the volcano's equivalent of a man's man. <laughs> well, you know what, Spencer? Uh my you know the Tongan people are in my thoughts and prayers. Oh, absolutely. I I'm not even Close to kidding. It's it's a I can't imagine the hell on earth that they're going through. Not to bring us down too much, but that is an insane <laughs> thing to have to pick up the pieces from. Anyway, pretty wild. Cool story though. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, while we're on the topic of uh, the sciences, Michael, I wanted to ask you something that you brought up uh, in passing, and uh, you, I believe, you had some thoughts that you wanted to ask us about. I guess uh, about electric cars. Oh, uh, EVs, yes. Michael. EVs. How do you feel about them? So, you think EVs is really going to be the future? Hmm? Um, I want to hear certainly. your case, pro or con, first before I make my decision. No. Oh, I wanted to hear yours first, so I don't. Uh, no, uh, nose goes. <laughs> so, oh, I'm touching my nose. So I don't uh, get your thoughts rolling. I convince you of my thoughts. That's right. I want to see how you do. So, I think EVs, there's going to be like this big problem. Have you guys ever heard of the Pinto? The Ford yeah, Pinto? Ford Pinto, you, yeah. That, the death trap. Yeah, there we go, the death trap. Basically, what happened was that they put the gas tank in the back of the car, and mm-hmm. every time they collide, they just would blow up. <laughs> yep. I don't know if you guys know, but most of these EV batteries are in the back of the cars. Hmm. And they're just going to start blowing up. And then no one's going to drive it. Everybody's going to go back to gas. And then we're going to have to build these flying gas tanks. Flying no, okay. gas I was, tanks. I understood I, what you said up until the I was last following sentence. the train until you got the flying, flying gas tanks. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to get to flying at one point, you know? See, I don't think we are. 
No, I've we can we bar- talked about this briefly. We can barely control cars in two dimensions. We don't need to That's enter. That's exactly what I always. We say. don't need like, to in- induce another another dimension to to travel. Lord, no. So you guys think that all these yes. future movies and stuff got the future wrong? Correct. Yeah, because people can't actually see into the future. So you telling me Back to the Future got the future wrong? All right. I, when we get to this point is when I start to move it on. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys, well, like, remember, um, do you guys ever see um, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, that movie? Bits and pieces. Well, like, you know how it's like there's supposed to be this futuristic culture that can travel between, you know, galaxies, and yet their computers are all still, like, analog, and they're giant. You right. know, it's like, you know, people aren't very good at predicting the future, Michael. But I do think... <laughs> Electric vehicles are almost inevitably going to be the future. Now, it, it, Frank, you don't think Betamax players are going to be the key to <laughs> energy efficiency in the year 2020? Or, God, I keep thinking 2020 is the future. Oh, geez. I was just like 2200 something. Oh, I mean, it's not going to be as fast the as like of time. these electric vehicle um, ideologues think, where it's like every year since 2010, they'd say within five years, all cars are going to be electric that that classic unit of time and um but i do think you are i mean you're seeing governments just california is going to ban uh combustion engines by 2035 i think it was so i mean i think it's definitely coming michael and i think you know you're gonna have to be ready for it you know what i think but are they really are they really of the future though like i just think i'll say this i don't think teslas are the future I mean, you know, the, I don't think that at all. There's cars that are going to like hydrogen stuff. So you think, it's either going to be electric or hydrogen. It's got to be. But I, I think, I think internal combustion engines are going to go away within yeah, writing's on the wall years. for gasoline. So I'm telling you guys this because I swear, I remember I watched MythBusters and they had a car run off mm-hmm. of like peanut oil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is people the do that. We need to start that. That's, uh... You just need to start making vast quantities of peanut oil. I mean, use stuff. You know what I'm saying? Go to Five Guys, get that peanut oil. Right. That biodiesel. <laughs> yep. Partner up with Shell. Oh, yeah. We got a high I'm roll. Stop at Five Guys on a road trip as though they were gas stations. <laughs> I have a theory that um, in like, let's say... I think I this is I think this is a real this is a real Craig theory original theory and I think that this could happen. I think real with, Craig theory within twenty RCT territory within twenty years, uh, let's say twenty years. I think there's still going to be some, let's say fifteen. Let's say fifteen. Um, there's still going to be combustion engines on the car. I mean, it may on in cars. It might be fifty fifty as far as the total car population. But what I do think is that. A lot of these uh, metropolitan areas, urbanized areas, have um, express lanes, uh, dedicated express lanes. And I think when the um, the lease on those express lanes uh, runs out, they're going to turn those express lanes into dedicated electric car lines. That's what I think. I thought this was going to be like a fun one. Nope. That's a real... This is, this is like a reasonable... Craig economic, uh, economic policy idea. Ugh. <laughs> you guys, I can tell you, you guys are thrilled. <laughs> really, really absorbing that. <laughs> I just think, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta stop with these batteries. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of problems with batteries, Michael. I mean, they're very, um, can be very uh, hazardous to the environment for sure. Making them and disposing them. Mm-hmm. You know, this is exactly the opposite of the um, conversation we're having now. That's you know very real and applicable, and is thought provoking. I um, I was reminded of mm. some childhood trauma uh, today, and I'd like to share it with you guys. Okay, childhood trauma, please. Yeah, that's right. I'm all ears now. When I was in, I think, either, are, we, are we allowed to laugh at this? By yeah, the way? I think so. <laughs> well, well okay. you tell me. <laughs> I would ask it. At a time. When we get to the story, you know, if you laugh, you laugh. With a priest <laughs> oh, laugh yeah. already. Um, 
I think I, I think it was like first or second grade. I don't like, and I so it was early elementary school. I don't remember if I could like read read yet. I don't remember when mm-hmm. I learned how to read really, but I was young. But I was in elementary school, um, and we had those desks that were like um, they they folded up, so you put all your stuff in the desk and then you close it. You know right, what I'm talking right. about? Um, and somebody had left a, a glue stick in there. It was, it was in the winter. Somebody had left a glue stick in my desk okay. and I didn't this really feels like the beginning of a final destination sequence where they show you all the little things that are going to lead to somebody dying. Horribly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the glue stick. Oh, he's going to like jam it up his nose and the desk is going to fall down on the top of his head and it's going to drive it into his brain. Like at that point in my life, I didn't really know what a glue stick was. Like, I don't think I had used or seen one before. <laughs> okay. Um, but I did know that my lips were chapped. Oh, no. And, oh, um, um, <laughs> see. and I had used chapstick before. And I recognized oh, no. that this looks a little differently than my chapstick usually looks. But, I mean, what else could this be? This is obviously chapstick. That um, was purple glue. It wasn't purple. It was clear. It was clear Elmer's. Oh. And um, I took the cap off, rubbed it liberally across my lips. And um, Jesus. I, I mean, I could, I could tell that like, this, is, this, this is not how I remember chapstick feeling. <laughs> how, long, how long did it take you to realize that something was seriously But wrong? again, I didn't know what a glue stick. I, I, I just assumed maybe this is just a different brand of chapstick. It's extra strength or something. <laughs> So I went, I went the rest of my day with Elmer's glue on my lips, thinking that like, this is just chapstick. This is what people do. Um, I remember thinking, oh, this tastes really bad. This is really uncomfortable. I I don't want to buy this (laughs) brand anymore. Um, (laughs) They've lost a loyal customer. And and I I get home, and you know I, I sort of like mentioned this to my mom and she you know freaks out she's you know her son has got had elmer's glue on his lips for the whole day <laughs> and uh, like she she sends me into the bathroom to wash it off my lips are all like white and like <laughs> like uh cracked and just because it's the, the, the glue uh, and right yeah dries out i was very embarrassed i was reminded of that today so craig i kind of feel your situation because yeah. i kind of i understand that like that moment when I learned what glue sticks were, I didn't know what it was. I was like, what is that? <laughs> I couldn't, I just couldn't understand that glue. Same could thing be... happened to you? No, I didn't. I didn't put it in my lips, but, but also, <laughs> and also I have this chapstick you, that's Craig, you out Michael'd Michael. Like that is like a, looks like a glue stick. And people always think I'm putting glue stick like on <laughs> my like lips. The, uh, like those cigarette lighters that are shaped like a gun. <laughs> yeah. I have one of, I have one of those. <laughs> The switchblade comb, yeah, 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 product design. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's hilarious. Yeah. Did you ever like fully close your lips and just like, oh man? Well, like the first time I put it on, I was like, wow, this is. This the, wait, is the, wait, 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 wait! <laughs> the first time. Well, no, like that when when I first put it on, I was like, oh, okay, oh, this is something's wrong here. Well, I guess I didn't know it was wrong, but I could just it was different than when I had used chapstick before. Michael's talking like the first Matrix in the interrogation room. It's like, what use is a phone call when you can no longer speak? And his mouth all <laughs> there we go. Together. That's hilarious. Because I yeah, honestly so. like see your standing of thinking. But also, I you just didn't know, you know? someone else's loose. Uh, you trying someone else's chapstick, I could say. <laughs> like, damn. Well, that's how you learn. Anything like that ever happened to you, Michael? No, not like that, I guess you could say. I remember one time I like uh, was messing with the stapler and got my finger caught in it. Oh, well, we've mm. all been there. Yeah. And then, but it's like when I was like a little kid and my teacher, like, this is the teacher that hated me for, uh, <laughs> which I, one? I don't know what reason. Yeah. I was like probably in like third grade. And I remember she was like, did you just staple your finger? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, no, go to nurse. Who told? She's like, go to your nurse. Um, you stapled your finger. I was like, no, I didn't. Who would staple their finger? And I put like my hand behind my like my body and like pull the staple out real quick. But I wanted to like cry. Oh. And like they even like just gave her a cold like look. 
and was like, I told you, look, nobody, nobody, I have no, I have no staple on my finger. And like the whole staple was on my like index finger. And yeah, Uh, that's the only time I really did that. But yeah, that lady hated me. I somehow caught myself right in the thumb with one once. I don't know how the hell it happened, but I was like, I have a very, a very clear, very visceral memory of removing it. I don't know. This is gross. Let's talk about something else. Craig. Yeah. Last week, I asked you to offer up a relationship question. Oh, yes, time. yes, yes, yes. I, I have that procured yes the article. four times in a row means that you got it this time. Yes, I'm, I'm really excited to get your guys' take on this. Because it, okay. it's, it's two-pronged. There's two real, um, two real main points of uh, discussion here. So I'm going to read okay. you. I'm going to read you this Reddit post. Oh, Lord. Off of uh, relationship advice. Subreddit. R slash relationship advice. how you advice. know it's going to be something else. Okay. So, I, thought, I thought it was going to be an excerpt from uh, Gone Girl. <laughs> That's what last we week We did that. Was. We've been through that. <laughs> I don't think we can retread that ground again. <laughs> okay. So this is... Okay, here we go. This is the title. Uh, my 27-year-old male girlfriend, 24-year-old female smelled so bad it led me to break up with her but she's not acknowledging the fact that we're broken up so that's the that's this the, feels like a the synopsis and then this is a seinfeld episode i don't it, know if it's a real one or not but that's what it sounds like. it does sound like that he's a stinker okay and then he goes on he continues he continues i'm on the edge and irritated we were together for two years my ex Ooh. question mark Girlfriend recently started using no-waste deodorant, maybe two months ago. I understand that she cares about the environment, but that shit reeks. <laughs> it, smells, <laughs> it smells like fucking garlic, and it doesn't even seem to work. When I asked her if she could switch back, we got into a huge argument about it, and it ended up making things worse. I ended up breaking off the relationship two days ago. Wait, what's At saying, least I tried hey, baby, to. you stink, made things worse? Well, he asked her to switch and that they got to a whole argument about switching deodorant. I, I, th- I think we know how that conversation went, though. Yeah. <laughs> There's this thing called happy wife, happy life. That's right, Michael. Now, he, he continues. We sat down. I talked. And at the end, I said, I don't think it was going to work and that I, I could help her find an apartment. And that she said, OK, and we would talk when she gets back from work. But we never did. Uh, I was thinking, OK, maybe she got the memo. But she keeps using the deodorant. She lives in my house, moved in right before quarantine, and the smell didn't used to get there because she used Secret. I guess that's a brand of, I guess that's a brand of uh, deodorant. Yeah. He says, which honestly made her smell good. I don't think this is going to work out, and I want to talk to her about her plans for moving out because I want the constant smell of garlic and sweat gone. All caps. <laughs> that's that's a two-year relationship reduced to the. The scent of garlic and sweat. So the the, the yep. two things here are, you know, if you're in a relationship with somebody who smells, or maybe a close friend smells, how do you tell them? What are your <laughs> what are your strategies to go about telling them? And then, have you ever been in a situation where, preferably, uh, you know, a, a, a romantic relationship where you were on two different pages about whether you were broken up or together? So, let's start with the smell. What 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 uh, what do we think? <laughs> What do we think about his approach? What do we think about uh, the situation? I think he made a lot of mistakes. Yo, I'm going to answer all the questions, the two questions in one simple answer. Okay. Now grab her stuff, throw it out the window, tell her (laughs) you stink. You stink like garlic and sweat. You've been together for two years. Michael, you, (laughs) you have the most patient girlfriend in the universe i have a sensitive nose like this is why i leave the candles on 24 7 because i like stuff smelling good and you i like the neutral sometimes i like the n- neutral smell you could say the nothing smell but anything bad i just can't uh-huh. do it i just i just can't do it you know michael are you a super smeller yeah i got a i got a i got a nostril i got a couple nostrils on me what you mean you got a good nose good sense of smell <laughs> Yep. This is a real like a thing. Bloodhound. Super smellers, they're, uh, yeah, they, they claim to be able to detect 
smells and such in like much smaller concentrations than ordinary people can and everything's way more intense and blah 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 my man did the right thing the only thing he needs to do for to just take the extra step and then mm-hmm. you know pack her shit up and say peace peace be with you i mean have you guys ever had to big talk for to, to break the news to somebody that was close in your life that they smelled because i certainly have no you've never had <laughs> you've never had anybody in your life that smells spencer i don't think i ever noticed you never just I told guess. a person like Person just been right next to you and be like, yo, you stink. Not strangers, no, Michael. I mean have have you had that conversation with a stranger, Michael? Not a full on stranger, but like a person I know. Yes. If you're like a yo, friend yo, with somebody and they stink, they stink, like stink, and you don't tell them. Yeah, hey, you got an obligation. You're a bad friend. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. You gotta tell them they stink. Michael, all that talk about throwing their like their whole shit out the window and saying you stink goodbye is big talk for somebody who about a minute beforehand was saying there's a saying happy wife happy life (laughs) dude when my nostrils can't take it I'm sorry I got asthma and (laughs) it just like when you taste a smell like through your mouth Mm. like that just I just can't do it oh I did go to the DMV one time and there's a lady working there like line out the building like an hour before it opened, of course. And there was this lady who worked there who was shepherding people around, you know, making them stand over here, walk over there, go to that desk, talk to this person. And I'm trying not to be rude, but every time she opened her mouth, you could just, you could practically see it. Oof. Just a heat wave. Like it, it was like a green mist might as well have been emanating from it was oh ooh. so this brings another question. You- and it lingered. Like she would walk away and it, it would just sit there and it wouldn't dissipate for like another minute and a half. So and you couldn't go anywhere because you're in the line of the DMV. You just gotta take it. Ugh. So this anyway, is go ahead. this brings another question. You didn't say nothing. What am I going to say to the lady at the DMV? I'm going to get kicked out. Yo, you stink. Stood in you, line for two hours for no reason. You didn't even make the stink face to her? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, oh, nah, lady. <laughs> I am not. When I have been standing in line for upwards of two hours at the DMV, like, I, we got there at, like, five in the morning or something like that. It was something ridiculous. Uh, this is pre-COVID, I think. Yeah, yeah, must have been. But, uh... Like, if, if I'm going to spend that long waiting for something that I have to do, I am in no way going to jeopardize my place in line to tell a total stranger that the breast stinks. Because then I just got to, knowing me, I'll end up having to do it all over again the next week. I don't want to do that. <laughs> May the Lord be with you, Spence. You got a hell of patience. I do. Man. Listen, bottom line, but, if, you got, if you got important people in your life that stink, you need to tell them they stink and be honest with them. But you do need to, moving into section two of the question, he says he would help her find a new apartment. If that's all he said, he didn't say they broke up. Well, that, Maybe the, she heard, that came after. I want, to, I want you to move out. Dude, that was cold work for, that was cold words for you need to find yourself an apartment. Well, right. But uh, if, if you don't say we're through, well, he there says, are out there who are like, I guess we're not done. He says they sat down and I said, quote, I don't think this is going to work out and I could help her find an apartment. And she said, OK, that's break. Right. That, that means we broke up to me. <laughs> to me as well. But if you don't question it and if maybe you're looking not to question it, you're just trying to keep the status quo or as close to it as you can. Keep that smell. Maybe going. you hear that as like, oh, he just I, I he doesn't like how I smell. So I, I'll find a new place and then we'll keep hanging out. So I think I compliment people when, more when they smell good than that they smell bad. Well, that's generally yeah, a good way to go about life. Somebody for smelling bad. Yeah, but I will tell you, I'm one of those. Uh, nat- hey, bro! Nice stench. <laughs> Reminds me of the butcher shop. I will tell you, I'm one of those natural people that all I do is just put like you know shower and deodorant, but I don't like using like clone. Uh, what is it? Clone or something mm-hmm. or something? Right. To, same. Like, yeah. You know. Take away from the natural smell of Michael. It's Lee. artificial. It's not. Uh, it's like steroids in baseball. There we go. 
<laughs> right. yeah, I, put an asterisk by your name in the uh, the Aroma <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> I do it if I'm going to events or something, you know, where I'll be around a lot of people. But after that, you're smelling me. <laughs> I think we should go around complimenting people that don't smell like anything. They don't smell good or bad. They have no no detectable aroma. I think we should compliment hey, those people. Did you know you have no detectable aroma? <laughs> and you give them the finger guns. I can't smell you. <laughs> hey, man, look. look when hey, you say hey, it with hey, that you, delivery, you me, it sounds like but, a serial uh, killer. I just want to say, I don't smell you. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, that's a mistake you're making. You're, you're like, you might as well be leaning into the microphone and saying it under your breath. Don't deliver it like that. I can't smell you. I'm going to start telling people that. I prefer the I prefer the low and sultry way of doing it, personally. I can't smell you. <laughs> you sound like Liam Neeson right there. <laughs> but I will find you. <laughs> Greg, you think this is the, the this guy did the right thing? Listen, I think I would have li- I would have liked. First of all, I need to I need to understand what this girl smells like. First, you gotta it, know how bad the smell is. I gotta know how bad because that's gonna depend on how. You know, ferocious. Uh, the, if it's an overreaction, yeah, how bad the reaction going to be. Yeah, but I mean, based on what he's written, I think he's he's pretty clear that they've broken up, and she just doesn't get it. And I think he needs to sit her down and just reiterate. And then but, if, yeah. if if that if that doesn't work, and she still keeps coming back home, we do the Michael and we get <laughs> we get some trash bags out and throw them out on the lawn. <laughs> but I think you got to try two times. To break up before you do that. Personally. So funny thing is, the first time I ever saw that in my fashioned. life, I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening, and my mom was just like, "One day you'll know." I've seen it happen one time. <laughs> Are they filming a movie? No, it was like literally that my neighbors or down the street neighbors. Um, that was that was my impression of young Mike. <laughs> yeah, woman was kicking the man out. And all you saw is just trash bags leaving the second like level out the window. And I'm just like, mom, what is happening over there? <laughs> She's like, one day you'll know. Did she say one day you'll know or one day this will happen to you? <laughs> no, she said one day you'll know. <laughs> but yeah, I was uh, just like, damn. You know. Ice cold. I only suspect what he did. But uh, well, yeah. yes. I was like, gosh. Well, I'm pulling for this guy. Hopefully, hopefully they figured it out. <laughs> hopefully they both do. Rooting for I'm rooting for everybody. Yeah. I have uh an update as it happens on a previous story. Oh. I thought you might want to know about. What do you got? Go ahead, if you're Spence. ready. Italian who tried to evade vaccine using prosthetic arm. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Now claims he's received his shot. Oh. The change like this is from the Washington Post here. But did he really get his own shot? Or Wait, that's like, how well, short the article the was? Here's, or does it go on? Here's No, no, that was, that was just the headline. Okay. Uh, beginning here. A man protesting vaccination rules who made global headlines. Uh, well, this is last week. So I, I did not look this up until this week. And I think this happened in like, like December or something. But uh, by wearing a fake arm to a vaccination center in Italy, has now had his shot for real. He said, and to me, it's those last two words that throw the rest of the article into doubt. <laughs> he said. The dentist, who has been named as Guido Russo by the Associated Press. Guido? Told an Italian is his talk show, name? Guido Russo. Okay. <laughs> told an Italian talk show Wednesday night, <laughs> which Wednesday, I don't know, <laughs> uh, that after the Fuhrer, he had received the a what? vaccine against the coronavirus, quote, because the system obliged me to, he said. There has been no official confirmation, however. <laughs> now, what I'm excited about is that this does confirm some of the theories that, uh, that I think we all had. Russo raised eyebrows last week. Meaningless. Time is meaningless. When he tried to fool health workers into administering a coronavirus shot into a prosthetic arm, apparently in the hope of obtaining a COVID-19 health certificate or green pass, which grants freedoms in Italy to the vaccinated, 
ahead of social restrictions that came into force on Monday. I don't know what month. The incident took place in Biella near Turin in northern Italy and led the president of the Piedmont region, Alberto Cirio, to decry the attempt. We already talked about that. They just quote him again. Russo insisted during the interview that he had not been trying to defraud the government or health authorities, but that he had... Uh, but that he had wanted to make a personal protest over vaccine mandates, which, you know, super cool. Nobody's ever thought of that one. Craig, you're shaking your head. I'm laughing at Michael. Um, I choose to believe that, um, that this is a ruse that he successfully pulled off. I don't want to, be- oh, I think absolutely. I don't want to believe that he caved and uh, got the vaccine. Cause if he was, <laughs> if he was going to go that hard, in an attempt to evade the vaccine, I hope that he didn't just cave in after one attempt. I hope he made it. I hope this is an successful <laughs> attempt to to fool everyone. Personally, I want yeah, I want there to be like an escalating spy versus spy style series of gambits that he deploys. Like he oh, this time he's got like he's <laughs> brought someone with him and he's shoved their arm through his shirt sleeve. <laughs> I'll tell him to prove it. Right. <laughs> hey. Let's take some no, take, uh, let's take some blood out and uh, get you, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> like put a scalpel. Like, let's make sure you bleed first. Yeah, there we go. I choose to believe this guy is like a lemony lemony uh, snicket like character here. That he just is like you said, Spencer is going to get progressively more, um, you know, ridiculous Outlandish. and over the top uh, schemes to evade count this all thing. off type. I see what you yeah. mean. Oh, count all. That's well, the guy. I did want to say uh, that. I didn't actually get to the theories that were proven. I, I forgot how long this article was, but here they are. The nurse who sought to administer his shot, Filippa Bua, told Italian newspapers that she had noticed something was awry, describing how the color and feel of the arm had raised her suspicion. When I uncovered the arm, I felt skin that was cold and gummy, and the color was too light, she told the, uh, Australian, the Italian newspaper Corriere della Sera. She said she initially believed the man was an amputee and had mistakenly offered the wrong arm to her mm-hmm. before she realized he was trying to avoid the vaccination by using a prosthetic. So it it literally was, like we thought, a big floppy silicone arm, and he had his real arm tucked into his shirt as he, prompt, he proffered that. To as it should nurse. be. I was so, I can't tell you how happy I was to learn that, to have that certainty in my life. Yeah, I'll tell this guy to prove it. Like, no way you went through all this trouble to just get it at the end of the day. No way. I mean, I, I like to think that, like, I like to think that he, like, broke in to the, to the clinic at midnight and switched all the vials out with, like, water or something. So, like, he got a real <laughs> okay, shot but just of water. There's some saline solution. I think that would also be very bad for you, though. Yeah. You saline, think so? Water, I think, is, yeah, not good. We're, like, 70% water. Yeah, but I think just like injecting water into your blood. I'll I'll look it up. I'll I'll mark it here. Yeah, do some research on that. Hi there. This is going to be a quick one. Don't put water in your veins. It's a bad idea. It'll dilute your blood. You don't want that. Even if you think you do, you don't. Okay. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. While we're globetrotting, uh, I found another piece of news that saddened me a little bit. I'm not sure how familiar you two are with uh, with this particular institution, but reading from BBC.com, Turkmenistan plans to close its gateway to hell. Oh, I saw this. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw this. Go ahead. Isn't it a bummer? I'm. Yeah, it is. Gateway to hell. Now, Michael, you sound like you might not be familiar with this one. No, I'm not. So it's it's basically a big crater from like the 70s. Nobody knows exactly how it got this way, but it's been on fire consistently for about 50 years. Oh, okay. This is, uh, this is like that big hole that they like lit up to like yeah. expand the gas, but it just keeps going. That's correct. Yeah, something like that. That's, I think that's the prevailing theory. Yeah, man. We need to send a diver down there. I mean, I don't think there's well, they, any... They like, I think we know what it is. It's just... Leaking I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a natural gas. It's emitting natural gas from the earth uh, and it's just on fire it's like nobody's a, admitted to it's like the kennedy it the kennedy eternal flame you know at the uh, cemetery same thing this is where yeah. um y'all know what i'm saying what's his this is where hades live there we go <laughs> when you guys were kids you guys never tried to dig to china 
Oh, yeah, I did. I mean, I don't know that I had a goal in mind, That's, but I did like digging big old holes in the ground. That was the first kid on Earth trying to dig to China. That's what happened. <laughs> it's not that old. How Oh, how old is it? I think from like the 70s. Oh, damn. Well, as, as far as anybody knows, uh, reading from the article here, Gurbanguly Berdimukhamedov wants the pit put out for environmental and health reasons, as well as part of efforts to increase gas exports. Mystery surrounds the Darvaza crater's creation in the Karakum Desert. Many believe it formed when a Soviet drilling operation went wrong in 1971. I feel he get reprimanded for that one pretty harshly. <laughs> if your drilling operation creates an eternal fire pit <laughs> nearest crust. But Canadian explorer George Coronis examined the crater's depths in 2013 and discovered that no one actually knows how it started. According to local Turkmen geologists, the huge crater formed in the 1960s, but was only lit in the 1980s. The crater is one of Turkmenistan's most popular tourist attractions. If you've ever seen a photo of it at night, uh, I, I can't show it to you, listener, but look, look it, it up. up. It's, uh, it's something else. Yeah, big old fiery pit in the ground. Quote, we are losing valuable natural resources for which we could get significant profits and use them for improving the well-being of our people, the president said in televised remarks. He instructed officials to find a solution to extinguish the fire. There have been numerous attempts to end the fire, including in 2010 when Mr. Berdy Mohamedov ordered... Uh, I got through the name and then messed, messed up the word also. <laughs> <laughs> also ordered experts to find a way to put out the flames. Uh, I mean, just spray it I with some know. water, right? I don't, well, the, I mean, different fires you got to approach different ways. I don't know what the rules are with uh, with natural gas. I mean, we just put a big, or we just put a big tarp over it until it uh, runs all the oxygen <laughs> runs out. You know, maybe. I mean, that's got to yeah, be. Yeah, that's how what you I was thinking it. they were doing. I mean, how else put would you do? Put a cork on it. Put a cork on it. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish I'd gotten to see it in person. I mean, I've never left the country, but if I ever did, destination number one. You would travel to Turkmenistan just to see the this fire pit. Well, if I had a layover, maybe. A layover in Turkmenistan? <laughs> yeah. Yo, so this thing is like lava. Are you looking it up? It yeah. looks like it. Oh. it it's, it's just fire, but it looks imposing. How are they going to put this? No, nah, they cannot put this thing out. This thing is lava. <laughs> Michael's changed his mind. Yeah, this is not, nah, man. You getting burned. <laughs> See, to me, I just, I like when there's a little bit of unsolved mystery left with something on this earth where we already know so much about every fucking thing. It's a great Just dump a dump bunch of dirt in there or something. I don't want them to. Put, a, them to put, a, put, put a luxury condo right over the center of it. Now we're talking. And watch it So, Spencer, you know... Th- in a hundred years. This isn't a mystery. You know that, right? We, yeah, uh, it is. They don't know what happened. But we know how it got started, right? No, they don't. Oh. There's theories, but nobody knows for sure. So, somehow. Hmm. Right, like that's that's what gets me. Like, why are we, why are we so willing to just put a cap on? Imagine if you just got thrown in there. Oh, this thing like is out of a movie. This thing is two two hundred and thirty feet wide. Pretty big. It's a big pit. Is that a mile? No, that's like no, sir. No, no, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> Michael ballpark, what a mile is in feet? I think in feet it's like one twenty now. No, no. You're thinking of a uh, you're thinking of a like British a chain. marathon. <laughs> what I'm thinking, I'm thinking of something. I forget. A mile is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe a mile is five thousand two hundred eighty feet. That is correct. Oh, I'm thinking of meters. Damn. <laughs> Oops. Michael signed up for a marathon, thinking it was going to take him fifteen seconds. Twenty six point two meter race. <laughs> What do you mean it takes you guys four hours? <laughs> you break for lunch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, man. This thing, I'm going to tell you this right now. Yeah, you just got to keep this thing going. I mean, maybe it'll be... Thank what you. is it, that CO2 keep in the air? But yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I would keep it going. Oh, no, they're burning it out. I think, well, I guess it's probably... It can't be good for the environment, know. Spencer. Just to have an open well, I don't know, burn I think pit. I want to say it's like methane or something that they're burning and if the methane gets out unburnt i think that's worse although i don't know if i don't know if it's well, i think we just need to put a big i think we just need to put a big glass dome over this thing like the simpsons snuff it out dude this thing is ginormous like they got a fence <laughs> around it but that thing is huge 
Would you want to see it in person? I mean, I might get burned, but... I wonder how much you have to pay for them to uh, throw you inside. <laughs> might have to use Uzbekistan. Oh, okay. So we talking about a lot about heat right now. We talking about volcanoes. Talking about pits of hell. The Caspian Sea. That's what it is. Okay. It's a hot, hot world out there, Michael. I feel it. Getting hot just talking about this stuff. Ooh. I mean, it's like, you know, 10 degrees outside right now, but well, not everywhere. All of our um, Hawaiian listeners would beg to differ, Spencer. And those, uh, those friends of ours in the Southern Hemisphere. Do you guys ever get that, that you guys start talking about heat or something, and you get hot, and you talk about cold, you get hot, and then you talk about, start talking about like lice or something, you start scratching your head? <laughs> no? um, I, I didn't realize that we could use this kind of weapon against you, Michael. Dude, this opens up a lot. I hate when that happens. I use that weapon lice? against you. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Aren't you guys hungry right now? You, oh, you've I'm had lice starving. before, Michael? Yeah, I had lice. Sp- Spencer, have you had lice? Uh, knock on wood, no. Yeah, me neither. What? You guys never had a lice um, sh- school shutdown? I no. mean, we did for other kids, but I wasn't the cause of it. Uh, I mean, I wasn't the cause either, but I mean, I got lice. Oof. Didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Find two of them and then go get a hair, go get a haircut. And they put the mayonnaise on your head or whatever they use. <laughs> mayonnaise. <laughs> Is that a Tennessee thing? Then what? I don't know. Why is my laughing? That's at a me? big Ed thing. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, like there, there was something about using mayonnaise, like covering your, covering like kids' heads in mayonnaise when they got lice. I remember if you got if you got gum if you got gum stuck in your head you put peanut butter in it. I remember that. Well, you know, different condiments for different occasions. You put peanut butter on your head? No. I mean, I've oh, never we, done we, it, but like that's a thing. So our thing was, or in our family was, you put gasoline. Or gasoline, gasoline? yeah. That's a, that's a that's a very powerful solvent. Yeah, gasoline. Probably not good for your follicles, but. Uh, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you're not thinking about, you know, split ends. You're thinking about getting the gum out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you put... Did you just, like, siphon it out of the car? I mean, you just got a, a gas can. You could... <laughs> There's other ways to get gasoline, Spence. Yeah, you don't have to siphon, I know take a garden hose and <laughs> siphon it out of your car. Yeah. Hey, I remember my little sister got gum in her hair when she was little. Like, she slept, fell asleep, and... With gum and oh, ended up no, in her hair, yeah. and my mom got gasoline and took it out. I bet it worked. Dumped it in the backyard. I bet uh, it worked quick too. Tipped her head over, poured some gasoline, and got that gum right out. Ugh. Let's talk about that uh, pit from hell again, then, huh? Yeah. Don't, <laughs> well, don't throw her in there after that treatment. <laughs> got it right out though. You know. While we're speaking of uh, curious treatments for. Everyday conditions. I'd like to reach back into the archives for the first time in a little bit, if that's all right with you, too. Are we old enough as a podcast to have archives? Oh, not our archives. No. no oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I'm talking about the Library of Congress's Chronicling America Historic American Newspapers archives. Uh, the real archives. That's right. Reading now from the Irish Standard, April 17th, 1886. Okay. A little side story in the paper, headlined, the importance of cocaine. Ooh, I like it. I like how both 80s, both 18 and 19, were just all about this stuff. <laughs> cocaine, which has proved a useful remedy for such a variety of ills, is now claimed as a preventive of seasickness by a Russian physician, M. Manasign, in St. Petersburg. Having had occasion to make several journeys this summer, he took with him some cocaine. He did not have a sufficient quantity to make his experiments on a large scale, but on all those to whom it was given, it had an almost magical effect. <laughs> Imagine that. One couple who had always suffered extremely from seasickness took some of the cocaine and for the first time in their lives remained well, even during 48 hours of very stormy weather. If you were on a boat and a weird Russian man offered you a, just a little pile of cocaine for seasickness, would you take it? I mean, to be honest, that's the only situation where you should be accepting anything from a strange Russian man. <laughs> so, yeah, this is to make you well. <laughs> this improves your health. What's the longest you guys have been on a boat? 
continuously. A couple of days. A couple of days. Where'd you go? Like a cruise? A or it's a short cruise, but. It was a short cruise. It was, uh, I forget where we were. <laughs> but you've but been. We mostly but, just like on the water. But you've been on the high seas. I've been on like the medium seas. Oh, see, I've never been on the high seas. Or really the medium seas, to be honest. If I'm being honest <laughs> with myself. I've been on the Potomac. That's For how long? That's small seas, I think. A couple hours. I mean, that's, maybe an that's hour. It's a river, I think. Maybe an hour. It's a watershed, but okay. She's <laughs> <laughs> got me there. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Spitzer, uh, keep going. Okay. Or what, what, did you have Wait, a question so for me? Have you never spent any time on a boat? Oh, I mean, I've been on boats, but I've, I've never been on the high seas. I've never been oh, in I international see. waters. Well, me either. Well, those are the high seas, Spencer. That's right. <laughs> I think we're agreeing with each other, but it sounds like we're arguing for some reason. <laughs> that's how most anyway, of our conversations go. Yeah, that's true. I said that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. A girl of 18, who had been oh, very ill for 24 hours, received six spoonsful of cocaine when her appetite returned and she was completely restored. Would you take six spoonfuls That's of a lot. weird Russian cocaine? That's, I don't, I've, I'm not going to act like I'm the expert on this stuff. I mean, did they just dissolve cool. it in water? Or how do you take six spoonfuls of cocaine? That's what I'm thinking. I just assumed like, you just take it right to the dome, just knock it back. Dry? Like the cinnamon challenge? Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever do the cinnamon challenge? Uh, my cousins did, and I decided to decline their invitation after watching them go through it. I did it once, and then I tried it a second time, and I threw up. That, yeah, that sounds typical. <laughs> they, Wait, okay. Actually, not quite. Why'd you do it a second time? I mean, we were just, you know, peer pressure, you know? Had to be the challenge. Uh, you've been peer pressured a lot? Uh, I mean, I, I like to think I'm pretty um, pretty unresponsive to peer pressure, to be honest with you. But when I was in like middle school, yeah, sure. Mm. I could be talked into almost anything. Like what? Including the cinnamon challenge twice. What's the craziest thing you ever got talked into? Oh, I mean, who could say? Um, um, you know, various. As long as all the parties have been uh, held responsible. At this point, I'm sure the statute of limitations is long since passed. I mean, you know, just various, you know, trespassing incidents. Um, um, no, I, I was never a big stunt guy. I didn't do a lot of stunts, but. Uh, no. Um, like I wasn't, I was never going to be jumping off the roof or anything like that. I had friends like that <laughs> and they could be talked into. You weren't the jackass like type. No, but we, you know, every group, every group of kids needs at least one or two of the people that you could you know, talking to jumping off the roof. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. Keep it lively. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, relatively, you know, uh, mostly, uh, mostly petty crimes. Right. Trespassing, setting small fires, breaking into houses. Stuff like that. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, they told me that, um, like, uh, what is it called? Uh, chocolate milk had a lot of protein. So I just, drank a lot of chocolate milk so get me strong <laughs> plot twist not because it tasted good or anything yeah plot twist i became lactose intolerant <laughs> is that just through sheer repeated exposure is that how that works i don't know but it used i think i used to drink a lot of milk back in the days and it just I think like it, whole yeah, milk i just got yeah, whole milk. Mm, straight from the udder. Strawberry milk. Yeah, all types of milk. I went to North Carolina, and then, like, at school, it was, like, I would just drink glasses and glasses of milk. I drink two glasses of milk, like, Did you drink a lot of those? Per meal. Did you drink yeah, a lot of those, meal. like, carton, uh, milk cartons? Wait, really? The, per meal? Yeah. Carton yeah, I would drink those, back. too. Yeah. yeah. I used to, like... Single-handedly keeping the dairy lobby alive. Yeah, wow. I used to just drink so much milk, man, like... It's a lot of dairy. Even like as a little kid, as a little kid, my mom would just be like, "Man, she would buy like two gallons of milk." I bet you never broke a bone. I have. I did actually one. Time. Oh damn! I did all that my, milk for nothing. My hand bone, but yeah. <laughs> but at least you are six foot six. Damn right. <laughs> Filled with vitamin D. Or what is that? C. You guys have, not D. Okay. You guys ever milk a cow? Never have. 
I have. I have. You ever a, grab an udder? udder? Yeah, I grabbed an udder. You got to be forceful with those things, man. You got to really, you know, drain Did I tell them, you guys right? a... Did I tell you a story of when I drank like raw milk before? No. No? So. Oh, no. People get sick off of that. Yeah. Dude, tell me why I was back home in El Salvador, you know, my first time there. And uh, my uh, step-grandma. How old were you? I was probably, I was in middle school. Um, I don't know how old you are when sixth grade, probably. Um, first time did you, did out you of have the one States. Of those, uh, did you have one of those rainbow hats with a propeller on top? <laughs> no, the mark of youth didn't have one okay wish yeah. i did though wish i did but he hasn't he wanted wish I, I did right. want one yes i did um <laughs> oh i wanted those actually those umbrella hats <laughs> oh i know it's, oh man that's advanced <laughs> i always wanted one of those never got one <laughs> we'll see if we can get you one of those we, one. Open up, we will open up the merch show, uh merch store <laughs> Uh, but tell me why um, my step-grandma, you could say, she's like, hey, you want some breakfast? Um, I didn't make nothing, but you can have some cereal. I was like, oh, bet. All right. So whatever, you know, I get, I, I forget. I wake up, go to the room, go out to the dinner table. Uh, she already had it out there. And it was like Fruit Loops, some faking out ones. Um, and I start eating it. And I'm like, this thing tastes like cheese, like. Oh, and so i'm there i'm i just sit there like like not even knowing what to say like i'm like oh now i gotta tell this lady which i just met i didn't i didn't just met her but i didn't feel as comfortable as you yeah know, sure right yeah sure, sure. whatever and then so I, i'm still reeling from the, the cheese loops yeah so she's like so she's like oh you're not hungry are you full like what's wrong and i was like no the milk went bad she's like what how they just milked it from the cow. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so I realized, or later on, I found out that they, they just didn't pasteurize it. And it was yeah, like no. raw milk. Yep. And yeah. And then next day I started drinking the local water and that's what messed me up. <laughs> that's raw water. Yeah. Raw see water. movements sometimes of like people. Uh, this was a couple of years ago now. But like there was some movement in the states somewhere, like a bunch of people were like, "We want to drink raw milk," because all the legislation is like, "You are not allowed to do this. Right. It's only going to make you sick." And there was this event that they were throwing, just a bunch of full-grown adults, just with, I guess, oppositional defiant disorder, just knocking back big old towering glasses of raw, unprocessed, unpasteurized milk. You know, raising them up in the air, like, "Hey!" And then, like. Smash cut to them sprawled over couches, just groaning, <laughs> <laughs> like, like looking at each other, like oh, <laughs> like the uh, the Family Guy scene where they're drinking Epicac. Oh, you guys remember yeah, that a bit? Yeah, I think we all classic uh, Family Guy. Remember bit. that? I did like that movement of like uh, not not to stop drinking other people's milk and start drinking, you know, like human milk. Ooh, was that a Is movement? That Oh, I thought so, but never mind. Probably. I mean, like on, no, an, I, I on an industrial scale, how do we? How are we going to make? How are we going to? Well, I think that? it's it's more of a, a pet cause among I would think some animal rights types, uh, your your PETA right. donors, etc. I mean, I, maybe not. Maybe maybe as a wider reach. I don't know. I've never looked into it because I am not interested in I mean, joining them. I mean, we That's got a so dark much corner of the internet. Now. Yeah, we got so much milk. We got almond milk, coconut milk. Right. Oat, uh, milk. oat milk, oat yeah. milk, like, oat milk's clutch. It's good. Everything you just squish anything enough, it's milk. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything. Well, we are coming up on the top of the hour, but I've got one last thing I want to ask you. I need to know how weird something is, and I need you to tell me right now. All right, go. All right, reading, of course, from Quora.com. Quora user. Osmiati U asks, is it weird to change in front of your dog? (laughs) (laughs) Now, again, we're going from a zero to five scale here, I think is what we set in the past. So uh, you don't have to say it right off the bat, but if you can, you are more than welcome to. Michael, what do you think? I would say no, but I do look at my dog every time I'm getting undressed. So (laughs) you, you look. 
You make eye no, contact. I mean, I mean, he's looking at at me. He's like, oh, that's how you look, huh? But yeah, <laughs> I, I understand this guy because I actually like asked myself this question because sometimes I'm getting undressed and just my, just the dog just straight up looking at me. I'm just like, dude, what? <laughs> Man, come on now. <laughs> he walking around here naked and all that stuff. And I, you know, I look at him like normal. <laughs> Oh, we lost Craig. We lost Craig. Oh, no. Craig is probably saying his response right now. Here he is. Without us knowing. Oh, no. Well, I, I, th- I would have thought that you'd come down harder on that. I feel like you would have a lower tolerance for... I don't know why. But I had this idea that you'd be like, hell no, I'm not getting naked near a dog. <laughs> no, I get naked in front of the dog. Okay. <laughs> Dude, he ain't talking. He probably judging me in his, you know, mind. But in dog language. If 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 the dog barks when you get naked, hey, he is talking to you. You gotta change something. Like the next step <laughs> is to close body? the door. Yeah, you gotta change something about your body, or you gotta close the door every time <laughs> you're getting dressed. You gotta impress your dog. If he's your dog telling can't you something. You up, he's you telling you something. He's either like surprised you don't have no fur, <laughs> thinking your clothes is fur or something. Or he's saying like, hey, what you doing there? <laughs> Hello. Oh, Craig, you're back. My my phone died mid uh mid time. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. I, well waiting for your response. For those of you just tuning in. It said that I had ten percent left and it just died on me. Oh yeah, that, that happens. Craig, we got like one minute left. Is it weird to change clothes in front of your dog? Um, I was actually doing a monologue by myself. I was waiting to charge my phone. Um, I said it's about a one. <laughs> I said it's 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 only weird if you're like making your dog watch you change. Um, <laughs> but it's not weird if like the dog just walks in on you changing. I think as long as you, yeah, uh, similarly, if you're not making like eye contact, which Michael just said that he does do sometimes, uh, then it's fine. I let him know this is the physique of a man right here. <laughs> this is the master of the house. <laughs> right here. Full eye contact. What's up? What you trying to do, man? Yeah, you have you the strangest judging you back. relationships with animals of anybody that I've ever met. I feel comfortable in saying that. Spencer, do you change in front of Sadie? I mean, I no, I don't seek it out, but it is she's also a very clingy cat, as you've seen. You but so, like if you like you wouldn't call Sadie over just to watch you get changed? You know, this might surprise you to learn about me, but no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Maybe it's more disrespectful or more weird if it's like the opposite sex or something. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Michael. There you have to, there you have to ask. Uh, no, it's not, it's not a good point. <laughs> there you have to ask permission now. It's an you animal. You have to ask permission. Come on now. It's not like you have. <laughs> you have different gear. Come on now. Be respectful. Equal rights, equal pay. Come on now. Chivalry, chivalry applies to both uh, animals as well. Female animals as well. That's what I say. That's so noble of you. Yeah. Well, with that settled, so that's zero for Michael, one for Craig. I'll say two for me. Because <laughs> I, I was going to say less, but after you two justifying your lower scores, I, I feel like I've got to lay the law down. <laughs> <laughs> it is seven o'clock where we are, which means I got to get out of here like right this minute. So been a pleasure speaking at you this evening if you'd like to send us anything whether it's a topic or some feedback or you just want to yell at us you can either write us an email at mailbox at neverbetter.show or you can dm us on twitter at neverbettercast all one word no punctuation or you can do both i don't care you can do what you want it's your internet you're paying for it i'm not Mm -hmm. that said we'll see you next week good night from all of us see you next week guys wrap
My phone's dead. Dig them up for holes. Plug in my phone right now. I'm going to have to turn on. Let's, uh, let's uh, get back in this call here. Waiting on Mr. Rios and Spencer. Maybe not. Dig them up, up, holes. Oh, 